Ahoy, motherfuckers. Welcome to Hindsight Movie Reviews. I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by my right-hand man and prime time co-host superstar Brandon. And today we're joined by the homie Didi. Um, before we go any further, Didi, tell them something about yourself. Uh, tell them uh, if you got any shows or anything. The floor is yours. Oh, hell. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Didi. Um, goofy San Diegan. Uh, current filmmaking student because i love to make mistakes um i host a show <laughs> man it was either that or counseling but gi bill was like you don't have enough for a master so filmmaking <laughs> so, uh, i host um hey i'm dd and you can hear that well not now i mean because i'm on a break but you can hear that every tuesday on uh what is it spotify apple google uh, anchor, uh, love video games and movies and whatnot. And that's all I can think about at the moment. Okay. Well, today, Brandon, I'm so happy. Like, literally, I this is the best Christmas gift I've ever given myself, fam. This is the best Christmas gift you've ever given me. I'm so grateful. After the bullshit that we went through in these past couple of weeks, thank you for letting me finally see a good movie. I'm so happy. Like I can't even front. I am fucking. All the movies real. been good. Shut well, the fuck up. You are no, well you watching a lot of bullshit lately, but yes, <laughs> today is a good day. You are. I will say the last few movies have been entertaining, not so much good. I'll take entertaining over boring any day of the week. You know, what? I would too, but when you say they've been entertaining, not good, that means they're bad. Like, they're so bad that they're entertaining. Let's be a bad real Santa, about this. Bad Santa's not bad. Bad Santa was dope. Okay, I'll give oh, you that Of course, one. that's fantastic. So, to, to quote Jay-Z, Friday that's a, next is bad, but it was entertaining. And then this to, is a great movie. To quote Jay-Z, that's a one hot movie every 10 movie average. Jesus. I mean, but is there anything that's really good with Sticky Fingers? Like no, anything, no blade blade withstanding. No, because one day we're gonna talk about Sunset Park. And... No, that was Fredro. No, no, Fredro don't make mistakes. I mean, anyone who was on Moesha <laughs> doesn't make mistakes. Wait, Ray J was on Moesha. We don't talk about him. <laughs> and she tried to give us that Raycon sponsorship. So today we are here, and I am just thrilled to say that we are here to discuss the inimitable Christmas classic, the greatest Christmas movie of all times. Fight your mamas, because I ain't here for that mm -hmm. shit. The greatest action movie, quite possibly, of the 80s and past, mm -hmm. with the second greatest villain of all fucking time. Again, argue with your daddies. I don't give a fuck. We are here to talk about die hard, yippee Kaye motherfuckers, indeed. Woo! Movie came out in 1988. I was eight years old, but we ain't starting with me. Didi, when the you saw this movie for the first time, what Man. were your thoughts the first time you saw this movie? I'm trying to remember if it was my mom who took me to see it or my grandma or both. And shout out to them for taking me to see such questionable movies <laughs> at such a young age. My first movie with them was Purple Rain, and I'll leave it at that. Oh, yeah. Then Eddie Murphy, Ron, all them other joints. But yeah, um, first time I saw that, I was blown away. I am blown away still to this day. It is the quintessential holiday action film. Whatever accolade you want to give it, that's pretty much what it is. It's, it's just so near and dear to my heart. 
I mean, when your first movie, when your first movie watching experience with your with your fam is watching uh, Morris Day and Jerome throw a woman in the trash can. <laughs> and then the second one is Eddie Murphy Raw. Like, that's some cool ass parenting right there. That's 80s yeah. parenting for your ass right there. <laughs> Brandon, how old were you the first time you saw this movie and what were your thoughts? I probably saw this movie when I was like 10, maybe. So I didn't see this for a while. So like the mid nineties. Um, and this is a perfect movie. I mean, um, I don't need to qualify it for a Christmas movie or an action movie. It's just a perfect film. No, it's, qualified as, in that, as a Christmas movie, fam. It's well, it is Christmas a Christmas movie. movie. This that's is literally I, the perfect Christmas movie. That's why I told you we had to do it for holiday month. But it's it's just a perfect film. It's 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 for it tells a story, a cohesive story. The guy, the main character, the main protagonist of the film is somebody that you root for. There is no reason for you not to root for him throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. The villain is formidable. You want mm-hmm. to see the villain lose. You want to see the villain get his. His henchmen, some of them are stupid, and then some of them are the most arrogant man in the world, like Theo. Um, by the way, if Theo is the most arrogant black man in a film with white people I think I've ever seen. He's so arrogant full of himself, and I love it. Um, <laughs> and the story brings in uh, the ancillary characters. The side characters mean something. They all have a purpose. And then mm-hmm. at the end, it ties it all together. So it's a perfect film. I feel like we got to cycle back a little bit when we talk about the villains, because there's more villains than just Hans Gruber. First of all, I saw this movie. Yes, niggas. I am a one since day one. I saw this shit in 88. I saw this shit when I was eight years old. I saw this shit when titties in an office building were something that could actually happen. I saw this shit back when niggas were printing their asses on, 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 on printers. They got drunk at the Christmas party. I saw this shit. <laughs> I sat in the movie theater with two parents who didn't give a fuck. <laughs> and I sat there awestruck through a whole fucking thing and the same things I thought then were the same things I thought now namely there are four four main villains in this movie there are four villains in this movie we only mm-hmm. talk about one because Hans Gruber was the fucking goat but there are four villains in this movie there's Hans Gruber there's Thornton there's Dwayne Robinson, and then there's fucking Ellis. Oh my God, Ellis! Ellis is not a villain. Oh, Ellis! Ellis is a Ellis, goddamn villain. Yes, no, Ellis is. is just an idiot. He's not a villain. Ellis is a coked up villain, yo. He is straight '80s hubris. <laughs> he thinks that he is supposed to be whatever he wants to be. He is. He is. He is white privilege and a snortable. Ellis form. is. <laughs> Ellis is for people who read comic books. Ellis is Booster Gold. He thinks he's the best, but he's an idiot. And, but he tries. Ellis was not... I don't say he's a villain because Ellis' intent was not to be terrible. Ellis thought Ellis is a mediocre white man, so he has the confidence of Beyonce. But it was he was trying to do the right thing. I'm not going to let you call Ellis a villain. 
right? else in the building. No. We're gonna, death, we're gonna he bust died. That down. He sacrificed himself. Did he sacrifice himself or was he trying to sacrifice John? <laughs> he was just telling John that he was like, John, yo, just give them what they want so we can get He out said of he's he told the villains, and we're gonna get into the actual step by step because this movie actually has a storyline. But tell me if I'm wrong. There's a point where he literally told the villains, I'm your white knight, Hans, Booby, I'm your white knight. I'll deliver John to I'm you. I'm coming the same today. I will deliver John to you, which means he was more than willing to put John on a platter, get his entire office, get his entire company completely robbed and defrauded just so he could go home. That's some villainous shit. What, what, would um, you have done that? No. I mean, you wouldn't have acted like I'm Ellis. Not saying, I'm not saying I would have acted like John McClane, but I damn sure wouldn't have acted like Ellis. No, I wouldn't have acted like Ellis, but if it was my choice between giving up John and not giving up John for me getting free, I'm giving up John. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm going home to my family all I'm saying is this Han should have emptied a damn clip for dude calling him booby in the first place right did you, say, did you see the way he looked at him <laughs> like oh and it turns out trivia real quick trivia because we don't usually do this until the end that Han's booby line was completely ad libbed and the way surprised. Alan Rickman looked at him was 100% genuine. Like, who the fuck? <laughs> like, so, yeah. <sighs> I love Die Hard stars Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman. And it is about a man who is a New York City Police Department officer, a New York police officer, uh, flying out to LA to see his wife and try and fix their marriage. He goes to her office and to surprise her. And while she's th- while he's there, he's like, "Can I clean up a little bit?" And while he's cleaning up, Alan Rickman and his fucking German goons bust into the fucking building and take it hostage. And that's why John McClane is there. Literally, if Alan Rickman had r- waited another forty-five minutes, this whole shit could have been avoided. Timing. It's important. Um, so let's 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 do this. This movie is one of the most iconic quotable movies that I've ever seen. Uh, it, it's the the pictures, the the cinematography, and it is absolutely out of this world. Um, just the conversations that Alan Rickman, that that Hans Gruber, has with. Um, with John McClane are are incredible. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get in. First thing that happens is John walks into the building. Mr. Tanaka? I forget. Yeah. Takagi. Mr. Takagi. Takagi. Thank you. Mr. Takagi is there to shake hands with him and say hi. Also there, Ellis. Ellis is there shaking hands with him the same way that when uh, Thomas Jefferson went to shake uh, George Washington's hand in Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton shoved George Washington out the way to shake his hand first. Like you're gonna, you're gonna notice me. That's that's Ellis. When I tell you Ellis is a piece of shit, don't listen to Brandon. Listen to me. I'm the I didn't say right he wasn't a piece of shit. I said he's not a villain. He's a villain. Listen to he's me. He's a like, villainous piece of shit. He's a horrible could, villainous piece of shit. You could be a piece of shit and still be not a terrible person. Like, not the villain. So, 
Han tops out with our there. Okay, so first thing that happens in this movie, I'm rewinding all the way back to the beginning because some stupid ass motherfucker tells John the best way to calm down after a flight is to put your bare feet into the plush carpet of wherever you're at and just feel that. That's what I do, and it makes me feel great. That's the reason why John McClane was barefoot through this entire fucking movie. Because of a suggestion that somebody gave him on the airplane, which is a shitty reason. Um, so he's in there getting changed because him. Hold on, and- hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no you're going too fast. Am you're going to skip past. You're going to skip past John giving the fuck me eyes to the flight attendant when he's mm-hmm. going to see his wife. Well, him mm-hmm. and his wife were on thin on thin ice, and this is why you 80s. going out there. This is this is the '80s. Everybody was giving fuck me eyes. He looks at that flight attendant like, why am I in L.A. when I could be with you? (laughs) I'd rather be with you. Yeah, but this is the 80s, where in order to show that you're a real man, you have to flirt with other women, even if you got a wife at home. Yo, he did the same shit in Die Hard, too, with the the car rental lady. His, we'll get to this in a second, but to be fair, his wife did disown his name. So right, his and I that's, say that's fair. That's where the fight broke out. Like you could tell that they were on their last legs before this shit happened. He mm. is on the absolute final thread. Like this is the hell Mary passing. Argyle, his limo driver, young black kid, looks like he's about nineteen. Oh, Argyle, Bobby Brown Jr. with the curl. Bobby Brown Jr. Yes, yes, breaks him down to the white meat. He was like, oh, uh, John tells Argyle, because he's sitting up front with him, and Argyle's like, yeah, let's talk about why you're here. And he was like, I'm here because my wife uh, got a job, uh, a really good job, and I'm a New York police, I'm, I'm a New York cop. And Argyle was like, well, why are you still in New York? And he was like, because I got like six months of scumbags that I still need to arrest. And Argyle was like, oh, you're still in New York because you thought your wife was going to fucking fail. And you was gonna have to come, she was gonna have to come running back to you. Do we have to have this conversation? Yes, motherfucker, we do. So you thought that she was gonna fail, and you were just all ready to be there. I told you so, dude. Hmm. And then Argyle put on Christmas and Hollis, and I was like, you go, Argyle. Argyle's a fucking man. So they pull up to the uh, front of the building. John is like, Yo, I'm gonna go in here. Argyle was like, hey, if your wife says fuck you and kicks you out, just come back out here. I'll give you a ride to a nice hotel. If she doesn't say fuck you and get out of here, give me a call on the car phone and we're good. Hmm? Why was John sitting in the front seat of the limo? Because because he's he's John McClane. Honestly, I don't think John McClane likes black people too much. I think he likes black (laughs) people. He loved Carl Winslow. No, he didn't. He loved Carl Winslow's voice. He fell in love with his voice. Come on, you heard Carl Winslow's voice. He knew Carl was black. Dude, dude, real talk. Think about this. He looked at Argyle like he was a piece of shit when he was talking to him. And he and in every okay, movie right, and, and talking on. about the future. Wait, in every movie talking going future forward, he's acted like black folks are shit. Like he talks so bad get, about them. You get in the you get in the Uber, and mm-hmm. the Uber drivers start telling you. That you think your wife is gonna fail? Why are you not fucking your wife good? What the hell are you doing with your life? Living away from your wife? You gonna be like, yo? Why are you talking to me about this shit? Who are, I don't know you. That's yeah, how he looked I, at him. I, I, I don't I, know you. I would indeed. We would be like, yo, what the fuck? Why are you talking to me this way? But at the same time, 
in future movies, he literally did this same thing to every black person that he came across, including Samuel even Samuel, L. Jackson, including Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. came up to him first, like what motherfucker? <laughs> but still, see, see. um, I just, I just feel like honestly, I feel like Bruce McClain or Bruce Willis doesn't Bruce really McClain. like black folks, but that's just me. Um, so. Argyle's like, yeah, I'll be out here. Hit me if you need me. Argyle goes and parks in the parking garage because, you know, John's taking a long time. John's in there talking with uh, Takagi and and his wife, Miss Gennaro, <laughs> which is on her door, and, um, and Ellis. And he leaves out. They go into the bathroom. While he's in there, they start arguing again about why the fuck she's working in L.A. And why the fuck she changed her name. So the first question. thing they do is go right back to fighting. I mean, you got to admit, that's a valid question. It is. But she if gave a valid, she, at- she gave a very valid answer. She was like, yo, where I'm at as an as a American working in an Asian company, a lot of them think married women aren't focused on the job at hand. That's mm. a valid answer. She could have said, I'm Miss McLean. She don't have to say I'm a married McLean. I'm just Miss McLean. Really, how many people would have thought of that? Like, are you gonna say Miss McLean, or are you gonna go back to your maiden? Mm-mm. I think she's trying to. She got a, a side piece, and the yes, side Ellis. she want the side piece to know because you gotta remember. Well, every time I watch Ellis. this movie, I forget. Holly trying to smash. Holly is rich as fuck. She got a nanny in her house. She's yeah. rich. Yeah, let's talk about that nanny real quick because that was the next thing. 80s things. I like to talk mm-hmm. about 80s tropes. And one of the biggest 80s tropes is to have a nanny who only speaks one word of Spanish per sentence. See, Miss Miss McLean, the uh the how do you say uh these uh the kids are acting loco. Uh 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 see, uh yes, you can have some agua like that woman. Really, this is what we're doing right now. Um, so she's talking to the nanny who's also the cook, who's also the cleaner, who's also whatever else they need her to be, I guess. Uh, because again, they don't like people of color. And um, mm-hmm. while he's in there cleaning up, Theo is shutting down, what exactly? He goes in there and he types something into the computer. He types something into another computer. And then he kicks the shit out of all the stuff to break it. And all it takes is one weak ass kick and shit just falls apart. And he's like, we're in there. So they um take over the building real simple. One security guard, he ain't ready for it. He gets shot. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, they go up the up to whatever floor the party is on. 30th. 30th floor. Oh God, I can never be in a building that has 30 floors. Um <laughs> It's just, oh, God. Oh, man. So they go up to the third floor where the party's happening. Nobody, like literally no fucking body, sees nine motherfuckers coming out the uh, elevator with AK-47s and Uzis. That was the realest part of the film. You go to a Christmas party with all them drunk white folks, they're not noticing that shit. Wait, this is a setup for a part later on. Nobody noticed eight, nine niggas getting off the elevator with Uzis. They get out, they start um, shooting, or they start shooting to get everybody's attention, shooting in the air. Uh, 
Alan Rickman, who plays Hans Gruber, and Alan Rickman is wonderful in this, his very first acting, his very first movie role, he knocks it out the park and through the window. He comes in and he's like, yo, basically, um, I'm going to talk until one of y'all tell me which, who's, who's Takagi. And Takagi is like, it's me. I'm him. And he's like, cool, let's go. <sighs> John is still in the bathroom getting dressed. And he looks out the door and he sees these dudes out there with uh, Uzi's hurting everybody into a room. And uh, his wife sees him and doesn't say anything because she's a down ass chick. So he takes off in the opposite direction and hits the stairs. I just want to say that this whole movie, this motherfucker is doing everything he does barefoot. And I didn't appreciate that as a kid, but as an adult, bare feet hurt. And the shit he was walking on, I'm not even talking about walking on the glass, but walking on on just all that shit that he was walking on, sliding through all that kind of shit, his dogs are barking. He goes up the stairs, like, I don't know how many flights, till he gets to a point where there's no Germans there yet. He goes there, and he tries to call 911. As he's talking, he tries to call Argyle and have Argyle call 911, but the line gets cut. So now he has to go up higher with uh, and, and try and call 911. And while he is trying to call 911, he reaches an emergency line. They are villains, not Ellis. You're they right. There's vil- five villains because that white woman, that white woman who took the phone from him or took the phone from her subordinate, she was fucked up too. So, yeah. He says, they're shooting at the fucking place. Send somebody here right now. And she says, is this a joke? Are you prank calling me? She said, he, she said, he says, no, lady. They're fucking shooting up the place. It's 30 terrorists. They got guns. They got all types of shit. Get somebody here now. And she says, this is an emergency line, sir. Are you, if you don't have an emergency, please call 911. And she wanted to be like, bitch, I said it was an emergency. Like, I know he wanted to say that, but he didn't say it. But he wanted yeah, to say that she so said, bad. She said, attention, who, because he was talking to somebody else and she snatched the phone up. That's another theme that goes on through this movie, which mm-hmm. is higher ups not knowing what the fuck they should be doing or not doing the right thing. But the people who are on the line are actually doing it perfectly. Um, she snatched the phone up from her subordinate and was like, attention, whoever you are. This channel's reserved for emergency calls only. And John's like, no fucking shit, lady. Does this sound like I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> oh, ah, I bet her name now, was Karen. Now, to be fair to her, because I'm always that person. You are. I can't help. You I can't can. help but to be fair to people. I see everybody's side at all times. They did just have somebody pull a fire alarm and they sent somebody down there. And then they got it called off saying it was a mistake. And so. You get that, and you get then immediately you get somebody calling from the same place saying, "Oh, it's people shooting up the place." You be like, "Yo, they they're trying to prank call us. Who are these people?" Yeah, but yeah, but and we'll get to that in a second because I got to circle back real quick. So Takagi, they take him up to the top floor, and they're like, "Yo, give us a code to uh, get into the vault." And Takagi gives like a million excuses why he can't do it, and Hans is like, "Well, fuck it, I'm gonna count to three. There won't be a four. And he counts to three, and when he gets to three, uh, Takagi starts, like, bargaining again. And Hans is like, fuck all that shit, and shoots him. Goes back downstairs and tells everybody, I wanted this to be a professional 
efficient adult cooperative situation. Not a lot to ask. Alas, your Mr. Takagi did not see it that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. <laughs> we can go any way you want it. You can walk out of here or be carried out, but have no illusions. We're in charge, so decide now, each of you, and please remember, we have left nothing to chance. So... John is walking through the upper levels. He sees a uh, German with a machine gun. He kills a German with a machine gun. He writes on the German's chest and sends it back down the elevator. This is where John first fucks up. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. This motherfucker sends the, 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 the terrorist down the elevator. Somehow a white woman who has no fucking angle to see it starts screaming because she sees a dead terrorist from like 600 yards away. <laughs> the Germans go to the elevator and see the dead terrorist and written on his shirt is something that Alan Rickman just read with the greatest of glee. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. But John just revealed that, first of all, John is there. Secondly, he just revealed that I'm killing a terrorist. And thirdly, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Ho. I got you. This, I got you today. <laughs> oh, God. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so... At this point in time, Ellis starts talking about what the fuck is your husband doing up there? Blah, blah, blah. You should have been fucking me a long time ago. <laughs> That's, long story short, <laughs> what the fuck is your husband doing up there? He's Ellis, crazy. See, I'm not going to let y'all slam. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say the whole thing. Let me say his whole line because it's a quotable. What the fuck is your husband doing up there? He's fucking it up for everybody. Let me stick it in your ass. <laughs> that is not the line. But it's a line. Rolex. It's a Rolex. Do you want to see the watch we got her? Do you? Did you get her a Rolex? We got her a Rolex, booby. <laughs> Alice was right. How's okay. he supposed to know John McClane's a superhero? Because she told him so. Oh, oh, so I'm supposed to believe the woman who left her husband across the country and changed her fucking name that her husband's a superhero? Why you change your name then? Really, that's the whole reason. Why'd you change your name then? <laughs> Why you change your name? If he's such a if he's such a superhero, great person in the world, no. If I'm in that situation, I'm like, who is this motherfucker? Think he a hero? You don't try to be a hero when somebody robs the bank. If you in the bank and the bank robbers come, Didi, you in the bank? The bank <laughs> robbers come in. Everybody get on the fucking ground. Are you getting up? And fucking climbing through the vents to save people. And if, no, if I find, I'm black. And if you find right. out, and if you find out that somebody you works with, random fucking husband, thinks he's fucking Rambo and going to do that shit, you're gonna be like, yo, what is your husband doing? Look, what, either what are you either. Doing? But Brandon, you're not seeing the bigger picture of this. Either the motherfucker dies and he dies, or he saves us. Either no. way, it's not you. That's like that's like when Dave Chappelle said when when uh, they take over planes, the black guys looked at each other and a white guy in the back was like, "They're coming! In, they're gonna save us!" Mm -mm. <laughs> We're not you always. You can always piss terrorists off. They're not terrorists. They Han said so. Oh, okay. 
Khan yeah, said he, he was not a terrorist. Off. He said literally, "I we are not." He said that like he was offended. We are not fucking terrorists. The sir. only reason Carl didn't come down there and start shooting up those hostages is because Hans kept him under wrap. Now, the, only reason why, McClain, the only reason why Carl didn't come down there and start shooting up those hostages is because John shot his brother first. And no. so Carl spent the rest of the fucking movie looking for John McClane. And it pissed him off. And when people get pissed off, they do irrational shit. So after uh, Ellis tries to tell um, Helen that uh, her husband's out of pocket for this shit, we cut away to, again... The woman on the phone, Karen, telling him that we don't do prank calls here. And he's like, do you think I'm ordering a fucking pizza? And then she hears the fucking machine gun blast in the background. <laughs> she fucking hears it because she hasn't pulled the headset from her fucking ear. She hears the fucking machine gun blast. And so she says, which is a, uh, a lyric in an Ice Cube uh, song from the Wicked CD, by the way. See mm -hmm. if we can get a black and white to do a drive-by. See if we can get a black and white to do a drop. See if we can get a black and white to do a drop. Sorry, sorry. We had to shoot this motherfucker up. Um, so they cut that was away. Such to a good album too. It was. It was. I can't even front. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but <laughs> you got any glazed donuts? But um, how about a bear claw? Um, if you don't have one, I got to gaffle you. Um, Shit. But um. So they cut away to our, to Sergeant Al Powell, who is uh, in an AMPM, literally taking every single one of those honey buns that he could fit in his hand. The nigga had like 10 of them in his arms like this, like he's carrying it like Al Bundy for Polk High. <laughs> like he's and he walks up to the front and the uh, dude at the front, who ain't a skinny nigga either, looks at him and looks at the donuts and is just like, mm. And Al says, they're for my wife. Yeah. She's pregnant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure, buddy. I <laughs> believe him. <laughs> we believe him. When has Carl Winslow ever lied to you? That is true. See? <laughs> Did you see him eat those honey buns in the film? No, because once... He did in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> here's the reason why as he's driving over he gets alerted by the dispatcher to go and check out a prank call at the nakatomi building she literally tells him it seems like it's a crank call this nigga pulls up circles the uh circle once he's about to take off john's watching him through the window like oh come on man come on fam you gotta you gotta help out he goes back around he goes inside to talk to the security guard who's actually a terrorist Dollar Tree Huey Lewis. Right? <laughs> so the security guard starts talking to him and doesn't really have much of shit to say. And he starts sitting down with him to watch the fucking Notre Dame game. Well, no black people like Notre Dame, except for you, Skylar Diggins. What's up? Um, he was watching the USC game because they're in LA. It was Notre he Dame. He had 50 bucks on it that game. It was Notre Dame versus USC. It was Notre Dame. I don't care what anybody says. He was there for Notre Dame. White folks he like Notre Dame. He said he was betting on a game in front of a cop. I'm also, by that. Also, cop did not hem him up at that point. So uh, Al is like, "Yo, can I take a look around?" And the cop is like, "Go for it." And Al starts walking, and he's he's about to take three steps into oblivion because there's another fucking terrorist out around the corner with a gun. And Al's lazy ass like, terrorist. <laughs> "Which terrorist?" No, 
just say, that that dude has been in the same leather pants for how many movies in his entire career? <laughs> Terrorist MVP. Same so, hairstyle, same mustache, everything. I don't know the cat's name, but I re- recognize those pants. So Al's about to step his way into the afterlife because this nigga has a machine gun aimed at Al, like trained on him, waiting for him to come around the corner. And Al's lazy ass like, fuck this shit. I, I got donuts in the car. And walks back out to his vehicle where John is watching him and John's like, fuck that. This is the question I had. How the fuck is he writing on these uh, cadavers so quickly? Because he, he, well, he didn't even write on this one. He just fucking threw it out the window. <laughs> and it landed mm-hmm. on Al's car and Al freaked the fuck out as anybody would, which, okay, fine. A cadaver lands on the cop car. The cop starts reversing out. Hollering and screaming, fine and dandy, no harm, no foul. Why the fuck did the terrorists start shooting machine guns at the cop car? That's why, like, did uh, Hans give them that order, or were they just acting on their own? They're that's, you know, they could have actually talked if they had just left that alone and hadn't started shooting at the cop car. They could have actually talked that down because Robinson tried to talk it down to. It's just a, a a depressed person who committed suicide. Hold on, I have to play this because mm-hmm. you're you're underselling his reaction. It's it's all time great. <laughs> it's one of the best reactions. Yeah, goddammit, now. Here we go. Sorry to waste your time. No problem at all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Oh, the weather outside is brighter. For the love. Hey, Lincoln 30 to dispatch. Hey, no, 30, go ahead. Yeah, that's a wild goose chase over here at Nakatomi Plaza. Everything here is okay. Over. But nobody has no place to go. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Gotcha, bitch! <laughs> up like two and a half miles all the way off the edge of the <laughs> and Argyle heard none of it because he's bopping the Stevie Wonder skeletons in the fucking limo hollering at his main chick that's right Argyle's a, a very upstanding citizen so I figured that this whole uh this whole first part happened within the first hour of John being there because how long was Argyle sitting down there talking shit to his girl and literally drinking out the the mini bar in the back of the limo and all that kind of stuff. You know, our guy lost track of time, man. He chilling in his limo. Also, he, he said, I told my boss I'm supposed to be on my way to Vegas. He don't know. I'm out here yeah, chilling. He, he lied like a motherfucker. Also, there's uh, each side has one black person. I just want to point that out for affirmative action purposes and quotas. Um, John McClane well, has Argyle. The the terrorists or the non-terrorists have Theo and the cops have Al. 
The cops but also had the black Johnson. F- yeah, special. No, agent. FBI has Johnson. Oh, the same thing. True. Law enforcement. No, they're all one thing. No, because obviously they didn't like they didn't talk to either one of them, or they didn't like either one of them. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> So after they after the shots happen, after the body gets thrown out the window, um, they send Germans, Hans sends Germans up to the top floor because he sees that there's calls happening or that there was an alarm happening on that top floor. So he's like, go up there, find out what's going on. They go up there, they come out with machine guns firing. It's Carl. Carl wants revenge for his brother. Um John is running from them. He can't do very much, but he runs into like a fan vent area. He's shooting down through the fan area. Carl comes and follows him along with another, along with two other dudes. They split up. Shootouts happen. John gets away by doing one of the scariest fucking things I've ever seen. Like when I was a kid, I didn't oh, realize no. how heart wrenching this is. Shit. But as an adult, nigga, shit, I would have surrendered. <laughs> you also you also skip past one of my favorite lines in the movie when he's in the vent, and he t- he takes that time to. Oh, I thought complain. we were getting there. Yeah, we were. No, you he already skipped get... past it. No, no, no. Because no, no, I have not because he, yeah. he went to the elevator shaft. He dropped down the elevator shaft. He missed the first vent, but he caught the second one, and he climbed into the elevator into the vent. Then oh, he yeah. says the line. Go ahead. And gives away his fucking it. location. What? Go for it, Brandon. This is yo. Oh, this this is my line. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. The best. <laughs> he says that so good. I I, re- I rewinded that less seven eight times. <laughs> Bruce Willis is. You got to remember in uh, Moonlighting, it was he was there for comedic purposes. Like he's a funny ass dude. And he played this role perfectly, like to a T. Um, also, I, I did. I have to say this because I tweeted it. Um, even though he wasn't on the screen right at that point, uh, fuck Ellis. Um, whoever played that smarmy dick did a tremendous job. Yes. I always thought he was the villain from uh, Time Cop. I forgot his name. Me too. I did too. It turns out it wasn't. Like I really, I had to look him up on IMDb. It wasn't him, but Time Cop's also a timeless classic to me. <laughs> but this mother motherfucker uh, finds John once he gets done climbing through the vents. John is aiming, looking down at Carl. He's about to shoot, or Carl's about to shoot him. Carl's actually doing something really smart, which is he's poking at the uh, vent to see which part pops up because you know it's aluminum. And he's just about to get to where John is when one of the other Germans comes and says something German to him and they take off. John then gets out of there, goes downstairs a little bit. Another fucking German sees him as he's, there's a lot of Germans, uh, sees him as he's walking into a conference room and the German, John runs and slides underneath the table. The German hops on top of the table and it's a long ass zigzaggy table. The German can literally see where John is because I can see where John was when the German was on top of the table. I just want to point that out. But instead, the German is walking along the table, shooting through the table step by step. When he gets to the end of the table, this motherfucker 
Stop. Yeah. You're out of table or whatever the fuck you You're said. out of table. What you should have done next time is you don't hesitate. You should never hesitate and shoot when you get a chance. And John shoots through the table and shoots him in the dick like 150 times and then says, thanks for the uh, good advice. Moral, don't fucking hold the gun. Shoot the fucking gun. Two wasted clips, one successful kill. So mm-hmm. at this point, I'm watching my wife, and she says, "Oh, he let him reload." And I said, "Don't you dare question John McClane. He <laughs> let him reload on purpose." And while he was reloading, that's when he shot his ass mm-hmm. because he's the goat policeman. By the way, I had a question on Twitter over under twenty police brutality complaints for John McClane in New York, and I'm taking the over. <laughs> I'm taking the over. I am literally taking the over twice. Like I am quite confident that he is a absolute. What do they call him? He's a maverick. Oh, he was Giuliani's pal. I'm sure <laughs> he was, and that's the other reason. That's the other reason why I'm pretty confident he doesn't like black people because of stop and frisk in in New York. Actually, I think the problem is is that he's like that with everybody because he says his chief didn't like him. She hated him. So, no, I think. <laughs> did you see how he was treating those white Germans? Wait, he clearly wait. don't care about white people either. Wait, you know what? We can just go to Die Hard Three, where he's actually back in New York and look to see what his chief looks like. And I bet you he's black. He's the goat. I'm not gonna <laughs> let you call John McClane the racist just because. <laughs> you think Just because every racist. black person that he's ever came across, he had an issue with, except for one, the one That's good right. one. The one good, good one. one. Wait, he's the good one. That's right. No, he likes Argyle. He likes Argyle. Does he, though? He does. Does he, though? He doesn't like hip-hop. He even he told Argyle before any of this happened, he said, Argyle, you're a good dude, when he called down on the phone to him. That before any of this shit happened, yeah, that he was said sarcastic. that to him. No, see, see, you don't want to give my man credit. No, I'm cool. I like I like John McClane. Like, literally, if you save my life, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But um, I'm just saying, when it's all said and done, he probably voted for Trump. Mm. Of course. That's it. That's all I'm trying to get across. Uh, he's a his cop. superiors he's, he's, were white. He's a, I uh, looked it up. Fuck. That's <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Respect that man. So, uh, John he picks up. voted Trump, but yeah. He, oh, I'm sure he voted for Trump. Um, his wife is rich, and he's a cop. He voted for Trump. Uh, mm. So... John picks up a uh, walkie-talkie. He's talking shit to Hans. Hans is like, yeah, you sound like one of them cowboy motherfuckers. John Wayne, uh, whatever. What can I call you? And he was like, call me Roy Rogers. And he was like, yeah, um, you sound like a real, what was, hold on. I got to look this up to make sure I said absolutely correct. So he goes and he says to John, uh, you know my neighbor, who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child? Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon? It was like I was always part... John says I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually, which is a really fucking good drink. I know I'm saying that because I don't drink sugar right now, but still. Um, was always partial to Roy Rogers. I really like those sequin shirts. Han says, do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? John says, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Now that shit is iconic. That is, without a shadow of a doubt, 
something that every person has said in some way, shape, or form as they're doing something, whether it's playing video games or busting a nut. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. So, yeah. Didi, mm-hmm. at this point in time, I just want to say, who's worse? Ellis or the next fucking villain to show up? Thornburg. Thornburg is the uh Thornburg is the 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 news reporter. Oh, Thornburg. Oh, there's a tie. It's a fucking tie. He's much worse than Ellis. Is he though? This, this he is put a tie. that Both man's kids on TV. So yeah, he put his kids on the summer jam screen, but is he though? <laughs> there it's a tie. And there was nothing altruistic about him. As arrogant as Ellis is, you can make the argument that he was just trying to get out of this alive. That dude was like, I'm going to exploit all this shit for ratings. The the way that I looked at it was like this. Thornburg was probably a nobody in the world of news. As you saw, there were two other people in the fucking reporter's chairs. And it wasn't Thornburg. And so when this shit popped up on the scanner, he's sitting in the back listening to the police scanner looking for stories. He was trying to come up. Mm -hmm. Real talk. When you think about it like that, like this was his chance to get a fucking promotion. Because he was behind whatever the jackass who was at the front desk was and the woman. He wasn't going any higher than that. So his only way to come up was by running this story. So, of course, he was going to go all in. Ellis was just a dickhole. Yes, exactly. Ellis is just an asshole. He's an arrogant asshole. And so... (laughs) And a villain. So... Carl comes back downstairs. Carl's like, yo, that motherfucker killed my brother. We need to go ahead and ride on him. Gruber's like, yo, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Yo, like, your brother's gone. I'm sorry about that. That hurts. But stay fucking focused. After we secure the goddamn bag, you can blow him up. You can do whatever the fuck you want to him. Please don't fuck this shit up for me. Secure the bag, Carl. Which I, I liked a lot. I liked a lot at this point in time. Um, also, at this point in time, I want to point out that um, the security for the vault that they're trying to get into, there's like fucking six lines of security. And all but one of them got taken out with one drill that didn't move. They didn't have to put it in different places. They just, he just set the drill. Theo just set the drill and sat back <laughs> and waited. 1980s for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. good old Theo. Because Theo's arrogant. It probably didn't work initially. Somebody probably had to come fix that shit for him. Dude, why don't you like Theo? Did you lift? Did you watch Theo? I did watch Theo. He's Theo the most can't arrogant. be Ele- Look, Theo's it- more arrogant than Ellis. Are you kidding me? Look, the difference is, first of all... Oh, look, the police have an RV. <laughs> <laughs> the police pulled up in a battle ram. He's like, well, they got an RV. Um, two things. One, this is the 80s. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of motherfuckers know computer technology the way Theo knows it, which puts him on an upper level. Like he's probably, before he started working with crimes, he was probably an IT tech listening to a bunch of white people telling him what to do. So he's probably got a lot of petty stored up inside of him. Secondly, Theo's fucking dope. Everything Theo said, 
So I'm voting for everybody black. You got a problem <laughs> with that? You running with John McClane. I'm running with Theo. Yep. I'll take I'm, that. I'm here for the Twinkies. <laughs> Yo, Al Powell really did know all the ingredients of a fucking Twinkie. Off top of his head. And you're telling you me love. that those donuts were for his wife? Mm-hmm. You ain't seen him eat them. So I have no reason to believe he's lying. His car fucking... I bet you he took him out the wreckage, though. <laughs> and then oh, he just... <laughs> I bet you we took him out the wreckage and put him in somebody else's car. Um, also, at this point in time, the bad guy that killed exactly one person and John has already killed like five. Mm-hmm. Who's the real villain here? Huh? Huh? So what? at what point <laughs> does the people, do the police show up? So the police show up right after that. And um, okay. this is I've been standing next to... Dwayne Robinson, who comes over and starts acting like white upper, like the deputy chief. And again, I just want to say that this movie really does have a theme of upper level management not knowing what the fuck they're talking about. I didn't know they had white Dwaynes. I didn't either, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm not going to let you keep disrespecting the great black hero, Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen his daddy? I have Soul seen man, Soul Man, Rocky no, Johnson. but I saw Rampage, so I don't know. <laughs> and I saw Skyscraper, which holds no candles to this shit. Mm-hmm. Soul I did man, enjoy seeing Nev Campbell though. Yeah, yeah, she's white. He he only dates white women in his movies. That that is that is true. That is true. That's right. No, one of the <laughs> movies he had a one of the movies he had a black woman because his kids seconds. were biracial. No, one of them. Wasn't it Rampage? Uh, I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Hobbs and Shaw. That was of necessity. They work together, and you always fall in love with the person you go through trauma with. That's the way it works in movies. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. (laughs) You know what? You can't say he don't like black women if he did. That is exactly why they didn't teach us how to read. Somebody said, "All it takes is one," and they're like, "You know what?" If they wow. learn how to read, they're going to kill us next. So. Wow. <laughs> you know, tomorrow's the 21st, right? Yes, I'm getting my superpowers early. <laughs> <laughs> when when y'all get your superpowers on the East Coast, I'm already going to be in California flying around and shit at like <laughs> 9 o'clock the night before. I'm ready for this. Um, oh, so Lord. <laughs> Al is sitting right next to Robinson, yet Al sounds shocked. When Robinson says we're about to storm the building, he looks absolutely flabbergasted. Like, when'd you set that up? Like, motherfucker, y'all been standing side by side for like the past 20 minutes. Dwayne Robinson is worse than the cops on Friday after next. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He's I will horrible. not argue that. He is one of the worst cops I've ever seen in the movie. He knew nothing. He knew absolutely nothing, yet he kept trying to be in charge. Well, the problem is he's a and there's people like this in the world that are reactionary he's absolutely a reactionary character like he's not built to lead because he's always reacting to things that happen in order to be that kind of a leader something has to happen first and then you react to it so say a football coach is out there calling plays and the other team gallops for a touchdown you're gonna make the change after they've already made the touchdown that's reactionary robinson knows absolutely nothing and didn't believe jack shit. 
He don't make good reactionary choices. No. Yeah, his ass didn't in Breakfast Club either. Nope. Or Ferris Bueller. No, that wasn't Ferris Bueller's day off. Where did I see him at? Because I know I didn't watch uh, Breakfast Club, but I knew I hated him for a reason. Like, there's another movie I saw him in where I was just like, oh, you're a piece of shit. And he's like, how do you know John McClane's not one of the terrorists? And Carl Winslow's like, because he sounds like a cop. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess that's a valid hunch. I guess that's valid. I guess you wouldn't know what a cop sounds like. So I'll, I'll accept that. And then he goes, and then he picks up the phone. He goes, I don't know who you are, pal, but you, you, we're going to come get you. And I'm like, dude, are you not paying attention to anything? He just killed seven of them dudes. Like, you got less terrorists to go through. Also, I gotta give credit to Die Hard for making white terrorists in 1988. Well, in in their defense, they were saying that they're not white American terrorists, so we weren't right on the uh, we weren't on the we were on the path, but not the right path as far as where we are oh, in this day and age. Jason, yes, they were German, but they weren't oh. American terrorists. That happened later on in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, whole group was white except for Theo. You know, Theo was just like, I know which place I'm buckling my, uh, I'm hitching my wagon to. And they'll take me to the top and all I got to do is IT some shit. Yeah. So at this point in time, John has killed somebody and gotten some C4, gotten the explosives. And so he needs to get everybody's attention. And so he pushes. No. Yeah. He pushes, he attaches C4 to a chair and pushes the chair down an elevator shaft. And for some reason, the, the blast from the elevator shaft takes out an entire floor. It's like, the 80s. Like end-to-end -end fire for the entire floor. How many people did John murder on that floor? There was nobody on that floor. How did no, he know that? For those two... How how, how because they that, said though? that everybody in the building was on the third. <laughs> but how did he know, fam? How did he know which floor it's that shit was going to explode question on? With the Death Star, we'll never know how many people were killed. In exactly. Return of the Jedi and fucking, you know, A New Hope. We'll never know. That John McClane is a loose wire. In the other than those two motherfuckers that were manning the rocket. That's all we know. Then, they, then the police send in the RV. Mm -hmm. And they're sending the RV, and this is how you know. This is where Ellis really pisses me off. He's super arrogant. He's talking shit about their vehicles. Oh, look, the police can skip. The police got an RP, RV. And then he he hits some computer shit. I don't know what he even did. Like he did something, and next thing you know, the fucking RV gets blown up. No, they shot it with uh -huh. a rocket. They oh, shot oh that yeah, yeah. With a they, they pulled that shit with a yeah. rocket, and he so, said the quarterback is toast. <laughs> yeah, it takes them eight thousand minutes to ride down the fucking street, a whole time where they can pull out this big ass briefcase, one piece at a time, set up this fucking rocket launcher, mm -hmm. and then launch a fucking rocket at Twice. this thing. Mm -hmm. Twice, and then blow it up, and then and then there there he is. Talking big shit again. Man, wouldn't you though? Oh my god, the quarterback is toast. All right, all right. 
Fuck Ellis. <laughs> fuck Ellis. Fuck Theo. Terrible. You know what? Theo <laughs> is, you got to stop looking at Theo as a villain. You got to look at oh. Theo as a means as to a an Kunta end. Kente knockoff? Because I thought he was reading Rainbow when I first saw him. I did too. I, he does look like LeVar Burton. This is pure racism on this podcast right now. What the it fuck? is not. Pure racism. Theo, an actual villain, teaming up with the main villain is not a villain, but Ellis trying to not die is a villain. Ellis literally volunteered to deliver somebody to the villain in order to save his own soul. So not you're right. Not only is he a villain, he's a fucking coward. Good. And you realize you notice because I didn't notice that the only way that he was a star lord, pretty much. Exactly. The yes, only way that he could get the courage up, the only way he could get the courage up to even go and talk. You mean a non-villain? <laughs> Star Boy was a fucking villain at that point. All if Star Lord hadn't, him, if if he hadn't hit Thanos, we we got to talk about this. But you know what? Um, Ellis had to snort a line of coke before he had the nuts to go talk to Hans. You gotta get that powdered courage. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. At the same, t- and walked in there and said, "You use a gun, I use a fountain pen. What's the difference?" Exactly. That's my man, Ellis, the most confident man in the world. Man, Ellis was just like, "Look, I, listen. John, I know what you're trying pencil. to do. You're trying to you're trying to rob this place. Or you're trying to take some shit. Listen, you don't got to kill nobody. You don't got to hold us hostage. Let me let me do you a favor. I know John. All right, I know him. We go we go way back." I'll tell him to stop fucking killing your people. He'll go sit down somewhere. You let us go. And everybody gets what they want. Okay, so so let's let's do it like this. Okay, I won't say Ellis is a villain. I mean I will, just not to you. But um we can all agree that Ellis is trash as fuck, right? Yes, yes he's horrible. Extremely. Okay. I just like, wanted to I'm make sure, sure the person he got his coke from overcharged him. <laughs> And probably mixed it with baby baby powder. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then gets Ellis like 30 years for it. Like you're sniffing Splenda, my dude. Exactly. And then so Ellis gets on the phone with John and he's like, hey, John, buddy, it's me, Ellis. Dude, stop with what you're doing, man. You're only making things worse. And John's like, Ellis, please get the, get, get the, get the phone back to Hans. Ellis, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. These people are real murderers. Like, stop fucking playing. Baby, you got to stop doing what you're doing. Because, look, man. Look. Look. Ellis is White William from Girlfriends. And he's like, Wow. (laughs) Wow. Accurate. That's Ellis. He's William. What what was the dude's name in a uh, Jamie Foxx show? Brax, Braxton. Braxton. Yeah, he's fucking Braxton. <laughs> Braxton, yeah. <laughs> but Braxton was kind of a dork. I feel like Ellis was cool. Like for a white dude in the eighties, I bet you people thought he was cool. They thought he was arrogant, but he wasn't. He was probably a bully. He wasn't the one getting bullied. Well, he probably in Ellis's defense, which isn't very much defense, but really just one of the happiest moments I had in this entire fucking movie was the part where Ellis thought that he was going to fucking save the day by yeah. doing this shit. Sister Teresa called me Mr. McLean in third grade. My friends call me John. And you're neither shithead. 
someone who wants to talk to you. A very special friend. John Boy. John Boy. Now listen. Yeah. Now listen, John. Give me a few minutes to try to talk some sense into you. I know you think you're doing your job, John, and I can appreciate that, but you're just dragging this thing out. Now look, no one gets out of here until these guys can talk to the L.A. police, and that just ain't gonna happen until you stop messing up the works, capiche? See? You better stop doing this before they kick your ass. Ellis, what have you told them? I told them we were old friends and you were my guest at the party. Alice, you shouldn't be doing this. Tell me about it. Huh? All right, John, listen. They want you to tell them what the detonators are. They know people are listening. They want the detonators or they're going to kill me. John, I think you could get with the program a little, huh? The police are here now. It's their problem. Now, tell these guys where the detonators are so no one else gets hurt. You know, I'm putting my life on the line for you, pal. Ellis, See? Very carefully. John. Shut up, Ellis. Just shut your mouth. Put Hans back on the line. Hans, this shithead does not know what kind of man you are, but I do. Listen. Good. Then you'll give us what we want and save your friend's life. You're not part of this equation. It's time you realized that. Hey, what am I, a method actor, Hans? <laughs> Hey, put away the gun. This is radio, not television. <laughs> my friend, I just met him tonight. I don't know him. Jesus Christ, Ellis, these people are going to kill you. Tell them you don't know me. <laughs> John, how can you say that after all these years, huh? John. John. One more thing that I, I, I love um, that's some, that was mentioned as trivia. It is assumed that at the point where they come in and pour a can of Coca-Cola Classic into the glass and Ellis looks over at Hans like, what the fuck is this? Ellis asked them if they had any Coke and somebody went and got him a Coca-Cola Classic. I always thought it was a tab can for some strange reason. Not says Coca-Cola Classic on it. Big ass letters. Like that's old school. Coca-Cola hey, Classic. So now Ellis is dead. What he did do before he died was gave up his real name, John McClain. Um Robinson overhears John talking with Al Powell about uh or over here is ellis getting killed here's a whole conversation gets mad and yells at powell about how john mcclain is a fucking menace who just caused ellis's death gets on the wire and tells john mcclain that he's a piece of shit for causing ellis's death we'll be back to hindsight after this brief break hey y'all this is derek we want to thank y'all so, so much for listening to our show. Right now, at this very moment, we'd like for you to go ahead and screenshot your phone, your iPad, or wherever else you're listening to this show, and send it to us on Twitter, 
at Hindsight Reviews. We'll post it up and retweet it to everybody else, and you could be a part of our family. Also, be sure to leave a five-star review and let us know what you think of the show wherever you listen to the podcast at. Thank you so much, and back to the show. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, uh, Thornburg is still trying to set up to be able to go out and um, go out and pursue this news story that nobody else has. He really does have the jump on this whole situation. And so he's like, please, 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 can I go? 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 And they're like, man, just calm the fuck down. And so while he's out finally getting his shit together, the uh, news announcers or the other reporters, the, the news anchors, that's what they're called. The news anchors are talking to a guy who they found. I don't know how they found him so quickly in the midst of this hostage situation, but they found him and they're having a conversation with him. And I just like to bring this part up because fuck all the white folks <laughs> in this movie other than John McClane and his wife, I guess. Hostage, terrorist, terrorist, hostage. A study in duality. Dr. Hasseldorf, what can we expect in the next few hours? Well, Gail, by this time, the hostages should be going through the early stages of the Helsinki syndrome. As in Helsinki, Sweden. Finland. Basically, it's when the hostages... <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's face was melted! Oh, God. Oh, and we've all had that moment where somebody who doesn't know shit tries to say something. But again, another person who thinks that they are upper management or upper level above the person who's talking and just are wrong as fuck. It keeps happening throughout this movie. Brandon, are you going to defend him too? No. Why? Okay, cool, cool. Like fucking Harvey. No, Uh, zero. So then Johnson and Johnson pull up and they're talking with Robinson and Robinson is trying to explain to them what's going on inside. And you can tell clearly that he knows absolutely nothing about what's going on inside the plaza. Like, not at all. Carl is still mad because his brother's still dead. They decide to, after um, after Hans kills Ellis, uh, they decide to split up. Hans is going to go find the explosives Carl has been tasked to go and find the detonators. No, Hans has been tasked to go find the detonators. Uh, Carl's been tasked to go and find the explosives. Hans goes upstairs. He's looking around. He's in a place where I guess he thought he couldn't fit if he put his gun down, unless he put his gun down. So he puts his gun down and he squeezes through the area. And as he's walking through, he walks right into John McClane. And so John McClane uses what he, or uh, Hans, <laughs> has a gun pointed at him. And so he does something fucking brilliant. He starts talking like an American. Oh my God. That was great. That was so great. (laughs) Please tell me you're going to play the clip. Oh my God. Please, please, please. Oh no, please. I don't Um, know if I have that clip. I do. Hold on one second. My mom still does that fucking voice to this day. So this happens. Uh, shit. Let me go ahead and do that and that 
and then this. what his name is and he, and said, he says this I got this Clay Bill Clay <laughs> Bill Clay and then the, on the thing it said William M. Clay a W.M. Clay so I guess he thought that was William yeah. which is smart that's pretty intuitive thinking yeah. on your feet I mean, I, I I don't know what uh, flipped the trigger to make John realize he was Hans. I might have missed the part. But from that point, John's like, here, man, you know how to shoot a gun? Here, take this one. As soon as Hans gets the gun in his hand, he starts talking in German. <laughs> Bitch, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and, uh, pulls the trigger. There is no bullets in the gun. John's like, you dumb motherfucker. You fell for one of the oldest tricks in the book. You bitch. I'm about to kill you in the face. And Hans is like, you better hurry up. And then the elevator dings and two more Germans hop out and John has a run. So John runs into an area and gets a fortified spot and it turns into like Call of Duty. When you're playing hardcore, when you're playing hardcore mode and you walk into a room and you think you're alive, but all of a sudden you're dead because they're shooting lying in a prone position from behind a fucking desk but they have accuracy to shoot you in the fucking head and stomach. So John's just firing on, yes, this happened to me just a little while ago. <laughs> so, oh, so oh, I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking from a pained experience. So mm-hmm. I saw that nigga. I saw him first. <laughs> um, but John is shooting on these niggas. And while Hans was talking with John as Bill Clay, he looked down and saw that John didn't have any shoes on. So Hans tells Carl's, shoot the glass. Shoot the glass. <laughs> shoot it. <laughs> he tells him like Prince talking to the people in the Chappelle show. Shoot the J. Shoot it. <laughs> and so Carl shoots out all the glass. And just by coincidence, the one place that John can run to, the one door he can go through, has just like a mile of glass in front of it. Mm-mm. And so John runs through the glass and fucks himself up 
Shoot the glass. Shoot it. <laughs> so, Jesus. so then after that, uh, John hobbles into literally the nastiest fucking bathroom. Oh my god! Like, oh, oh god! I know that the whole building hasn't been built yet. And this is the floor for construction workers, but that bathroom looks like something in a fucking subway. Not a subway restaurant, but a subway. That bathroom was nasty. Like Hans could have left him alone and John would have died of gangrene stepping on that fucking floor with his feet all cut up. That bathroom looked like people just pissed on the floor. It looked like there was shit on the walls. Oh, God, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. What's that joke going around about... uh? The COVID vaccine, I don't think he has to worry about what's in it. <laughs> no, he doesn't. So, yeah, not at all. Not after that shit. He is inoculated as fuck. So, so uh, John then gets on the uh, microphone and he's talking to um, he's talking to Al again. And Al is, and he's like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna make it, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to uh, make it through this. And I want you to tell my wife what an absolute piece of shit I was. Mm-hmm. And uh, Al is like, No, brother, you're gonna tell her yourself. That's right. Which is such <laughs> an '80s trope. And Such. John believed him because John trusts black people. <laughs> John is yeah, literally a on a kiss me through the phone moment with this dude. He doesn't know that he's black. Come on. White people know black voices. That's one thing they do. Really? Know. They can really? be racist over the phone. As soon as you really? call, they know. Oh, that's the nigga calling. R- really? Really? They do? They do? Because um, like they know the newsman, the paper boy, and evening TV. Right. Like honestly, I I can definitely talk to a white person and they wouldn't know what race I am. If you See, change your voice, I'm not changing my voice. I'm voice. just I'm just using my regular deep on the phone voice. And if I yes, talk to they you will like know this, that you're black. You will not know I'm black. You will wonder. <laughs> yes, you will yes, say that will. man has a sultry ass voice. <laughs> no, but you, they won't. You will, especially when I get on there and no, say, they won't. "This is the freaky dinky." <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> they will know that you're Brack. You sound like Isaac Hayes to them. I, nigga, Jesus. thank you. But nigga. <laughs> That's what they would say. Oh, this nigga sounds like Isaac Hayes. But Brack so while ball. Damn it. So <laughs> while uh Al is giving John a pep talk to end all pep talks, because here's another question. Is Al a magical Negro in this movie? Yes. No. Shut he don't up, do Brandon. shit. He, he is does. bag advance without the clubs. He does. He his doesn't whole, do anything. His whole job is to, is to support John, and at the end, he literally saves John's life. Yeah, but magical Negroes usually do something. He didn't do shit, but shoot one shot. He provided emotional support. Oh, he shoot. He shot several shots. He emptied that shit. He provided emotional support. He kept him uh, aware of all the uh, tactical things that are going on. He that's his job. So, John McClane, magical Negro, are people who do things that help their job. 
Like, you can't be a magical Negro working at McDonald's and be like, well, he served them chicken nuggets and he gave them sauce. Is, is he, it wasn't really his job to go above and beyond and, and form a relationship with this dude and just w- walking him through the fire and all that kind of shit. He could have given the mic, the, the headphones to, or the uh, walking talking to his boss. If you're a good, if you're a good cop, quote unquote, if you're a good cop, your job is to help your fellow cops get through a tough situation. That's what you're, that's what you're taught to do. Now we, we deal with so many shitty ass racist, terrible cops that their job would be like, well, shoot the niggas up. But a good cop is supposed to be like, hey, man, listen, I know it's tough, but you're going to make it through it. You're going to make it through it, and then we're going to celebrate at the end. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay. So, uh, while... Give man credit. Uh, yeah, we'll agree to disagree like a motherfucker. So, while Al is giving the pep talk of <laughs> his life... Today. to to oh, come to, on, man. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. So, so okay. while Al is giving the pep talk of his life to John, so John doesn't fucking give up, uh, Thornton is fucking running up in houses, threatening to call INS on the maids if they don't let him in to talk to talk to their children, so their children can say goodbye to him for the last time. Again, he's terrible. <laughs> he's a villain. Yes. He has no good intent with this. There's zero he has good, good intent. Inti- but wait, wait. He has good intent for himself. That's not good intent. Yeah, yes, it not, is. No. That's he's selfishness. Looking, he's he's looking to get a promotion for himself. That's selfish. What you call to get selfish is deported. Yes, to advance my career. To advance his career. So what we call selfish, honestly, what we call selfish, the person who's doing it for himself. It's calling it a good thing. No, you call it resourceful. Oh, we called it 2020, but okay. Yeah. Rashani calls it resourceful because he's I, terrible today. He's I, supporting <laughs> all the wrong people today. I'm just so saying. He thinks it's resourceful. No, I'm saying he's a fucking villain too, but I'm saying he was not selfish while he's running up in buildings. He's he doing what he, he has to do to get up, his he career. He didn't run up in the building. He, he was behind the perimeter. No, I mean in the into John McClain's house or into oh, Holly Gennaro's house. He ran up in that house. Well, after the yeah. threat. After like a talked. like a home invader, like an intruder. Hey. Scaring little Huntress in future what what do you call him? Uh James Bond of Plainfield, New Jersey. Wasn't the little wasn't his son in one of the movies later on? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Russian joint. Live free or die hard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so his son, see, his son makes it out. So this all ended up good. So no. Carl, but he didn't want to talk to No, he wasn't to in Live Free or Die Hard. That was, a, um, that was a daughter in that one. He was in a oh, one after that. that. Die Hard, yeah. wait, which one was it? was it? a good day to Die Hard. That's the one he's in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So meanwhile, while Al is talking to Carl and Carl is talking to Al, or while uh, Al is talking to John and John is talking to Al, sorry. Carl's been looking for the motherfucker who killed his brother for the entire fucking movie. Like literally shirking responsibilities and and ignoring what his boss is telling him to do, turning off walkie-talkies, defying Hans, the whole nine yards. I'm not sure he's a villain. Wait, he fuck what? He just wanna he just wanna fucking revenge his brother. But he finally finds John and he has a gun to John's cheek and he doesn't shoot him immediately. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. You gotta talk shit. 
Get the uh-huh. fuck out of here. Yeah. Gotta have that great one-liner before you he, kill a motherfucker. You might have a great one-liner that you want. He might be going up the stairs like, my name's Inigo Montoya. He might. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what I do know is that the motherfucker had a gun with a long barrel and a scope on it. Mm-hmm. And John was making hella noise and you gotta skulk up on him to get that shot. You got a fucking assault rifle with a scope and a long barrel. You could have shot him from eight feet away. But Lex you decided to hand the arm back to the bet. Best. Lex Luthor could have stabbed Superman with the kryptonite soon when he's not looking. That don't make Lex Luthor but, any smarter. But you gotta talk to shit. You ain't gotta talk to shit. The only reason why Lex Luthor hasn't talked to shit is because in the good version of Superman, the cartoons, Lex is black. He's not black. <laughs> he's black in them cartoons. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He is black. black. He is they try black. to say he's black. He's not black. Lex is black. That's Lex just is color, black, brilliant, and and rich. That's he's my not nigga. Kevin Spacey. Mm-mm. For Christ's and sake. he is not Gene Hackman. He is fucking John David Washington. <laughs> shit. Yeah, right, put that out there, please. <laughs> put that out there. So, oh wait, quick question. Yes, sir. Has any other professional uh, dancers made good villains after this one? John Claude Van Damme. Um, I believe my brother said uh, Carl was a professional dancer. I can believe it. I mean, he was moving off graceful as shit on the roof, like he was. Yeah. And, and I mean, they did hire people. They didn't have to be German. It read that they hired people based just on who was tall. So they got a tall dancer. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody was under six feet. I could have been in the movie. Yeah, me too. Except we're they black. Hired me. They already had Theo, who mm-hmm. by this time has gotten through all of the... Uh, all of the locks except for, except one, for one, which is right when Johnson and Johnson walk over to the uh, guy who's working the power lines for some reason or working on the uh, power underground and tells him, cut the fucking power. And he's Was like, that the guy well, from the burbs. You know, I've only seen it like twice. Yeah. But he was like, cut the fucking power. And the guy was like, I can't cut the power here, but I can cut it back at the office. And then his manager was like, no, he no, he was like, I can cut it here. And then his manager was like, no, he can't cut it here. Look at, we have look to go at back that, to the main good, office. Look at that good manager right there trying to protect his worker. From what? There's a fucking terrorist situation. He's like, listen. And while he's telling, and while he's sitting there telling the FBI that you can't do it here, his employee is looking at him like, "The fuck is he talking about?" So if you got somebody, if you got some drugs in your house, right? Which you're saying it's a terror situation that's actually happening. So let's say you actually got drugs in your house. Police show up at your door. Let me come in. I know you got drugs in the house. What you gonna say? Where's your warrant? Because there's processes and procedures. That need to be followed. That manager was looking out for his worker. He's like, "Look, what? I'm you looking can't out say for you." Your badge is your face. You need to go and go through the right proper channels. All right, oh, go okay. through the proper channels. I'll cut it for you. Okay. What a good man! Badges what a good boss! That, what a good boss! Uh, yeah, whatever. Here we go. <laughs> face is a badge. Okay. I want the building oh, out. Doc, you don't understand. You can't do it from here. Yeah, you could. It can't be done from here. I could just, I got the rate. You can't do it from down here, I'm telling you. 
It's got to be done from downtown. They've got to take out a whole city grid. We're Manager's talking over him like a motherfucker. Johnson, that's crazy. It's Christmas Eve, man. There's thousands of people. You have to we go can't. wider. Look, the mayor will have my ass. Authorization. How about the United States fucking government? Hey, that's not authorization. Fuck you. Johnson. So at that point, but you saw his the the dude who's down there in the actual trenches, like yo, motherfucker! I literally said I I have a radio. I can call this in. No, you have to go downtown. It's like the fuck! I just said I could do this right here. Hey, chief, I'm I'm at Rashani's house. I can just walk right in and get the drugs. I'm right here. No, I'm not talking about the get a warrant. <laughs> I'm not talking about the folks who is like on authority of the U.S. government. I'm talking about his boss. Yeah, his boss is like, listen, you got to follow the procedures. You can't just walk right in the man's house. I don't care if you're right. I'm I'm right here, chief. I can go in there. Get a you need to get a warrant. You need to get the warrant. That's how you handle it. Good. What a good. What a good <laughs> boss. What a good boss. His boss isn't a good boss because he wasn't standing up for his employee. His employee was actually saying something. He talked over his employee, and then it ended up being the same fucking thing anyway. And his employee was like, see, it's the same fucking thing. That's why I hate you, George. That's why I fucking hate you. So at that point in time, uh, Thornton finally gets up in the house. He runs up in the house. He's talking to their fucking daughter, who's like six. And he's like, your parents are going to die. What do you want to say to him? And she's like, please come home. And this just happens to happen right as, like, the news has been going on in the background the whole time in the room that Hans Gruber was in and in, 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 uh, Miss Gennaro's office. It's been going on the whole time. But um, he finally looks down and sees this little girl and then realizes this little girl is the same little girl that's on the picture that's right behind him. And that's how he figures out that Holly Gennaro is really Holly McClain. You know, why didn't she put the picture in a better place? Like, wasn't there like a drawer or some shit in that office? Well, you know, Hans is a great, uh, a, a polite terrorist. He brought the pregnant lady a sofa. He brought... <laughs> he um, let him go to the bathroom in groups? He let, them, he let him take bathroom breaks. So, like, he's not a terrible person. He didn't want to ruin she didn't, the suit? She didn't know he was going to do that. You know, he was he was being nice to her. So she's like, yo, she's watching because the they cut the power and they're down the vault now, opening up the vault and uh and getting all of the bank the the bearers bonds and all that kind of shit out of there. One guy's filling on uh Japanese titty statues and flicking statues and shit, samurais and shit. And Holly's just sitting there watching them get all this loot together. And she looks at uh, Hans and she says, after all your posturing and all your speeches, you're nothing more than a common thief. And Hans looked at her and said, I'm an exceptional thief, Miss McLean. No, me. Like, you better recognize what the fuck my powers are. I did all this shit, motherfucker. This was me. No, me. I'm not a common thief. A common thief is Ellis. I'm an exceptional motherfucker. You better crown me. I paused out the branding. Yeah, yeah. Since I'm going up to kidnapping, you might want to watch your goddamn mouth. That's what you might want to do because I can always go another step to murder and kidnapping because I already already killed your boss. Remember that part where I said who put you in charge and you said you put me in charge when you murdered your my boss. I did that. This whole scene proves that Ellis was right. Why did he kidnap? Why did he kidnap Holly? Why did he kidnap Holly? 
Oh, you know why he kidnapped Holly? Honestly, because Ellis fucking told him that John, that Roy's real name was John McClain. That's not why. Yes, he, it's why. It's why literally did why. Son takes Sonya at he, the end. He he had already he had already <laughs> won. He had already won. He didn't have to kidnap jo- Holly. He kidnapped Holly to get back at John because John pissed him fuck off because he was out of there. He did not need to do that. That was a waste of time, and it ended up getting him caught. He could have just left and said, fuck it, I'm out. He did that to get back at John because John got it under his skin and pissed him off. How did he find out what John's real name was? That's not the point. How did he find out what Holly's real name was? That's not the point. The point is John was out there being a superhero and almost got his wife killed. If John would have surrendered, which was Ellis's point, then maybe his wife wouldn't have got killed. Maybe he'd let him yeah. go. And Bison didn't learn his lesson when he had that little conversation with Chung Lee. So. <laughs> and Bison is an idiot. Hans Gruber is an smart. exceptional idiot. <laughs> I'm not a common idiot. I'm an exceptional idiot. <laughs> so um, John is up on the roof. Or they're, they're like, yo, send a helicopter up to the roof. Hans tells him, yo, when they get up to the roof, Blow the roof up, kill all the hostages, kill the fucking FBI who are getting the the stuff up on the roof. Uh, that's when Miss McClain is like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing?" And he was like, "Yeah, um, if I steal six hundred dollars, they'll let me go. But if you steal six hundred million dollars, you gotta kind of fucking fake your own death so that then they don't come looking for you." Um, they You're go up the to beach the earning twenty percent. They go up to the roof. Um, John goes up to the roof with them, or he goes up to the roof with the uh, hostages. John kills the Asian guy who's in like a million movies as a as a as a fucking henchman. Like he's in all the henchman movies. I don't mm. even know what his name is. Like we were talking about earlier, but this is a completely John different John Henchman, guy. shit, right? Bob Henchman the third. Um, <laughs> my father was a henchman in the westerns, um, but. <laughs> He goes up to the roof. He starts firing his machine gun to scare people to go back down the stairs because he's heard them say that they're going to blow up the roof. The fucking FBI agents, Johnson and Johnson, get told by the fucking helicopter fly, the helicopter pilot, helicopter flyer, that somebody is, that they're shooting terror, that they're shooting hostages on the roof. He just, you know, hears the gunshots and he's like, we've been made. They're shooting hostages on the roof. And so Johnson is like, yeah, fly over. I got this motherfucker. They start shooting at uh, John. John hops off the roof. Again, no shoes on. Bloody ass foot. Hops off the roof. Lands on a smaller side of the roof. He's still running. Uh, He ends up having to attach a fucking water hose to himself. a, A fire hose. I'm closing my eyes because the thought of this, I can still see it in my mind's eye mm-hmm. this motherfucker says I promise to never go to a tall building again and I felt that to the core of my soul because he takes the water hose and ties it around himself and as the FBI agents come around for a second salvo he fucking jumps off the building now he jumps off the building right when they blow up the fucking roof they blow up the roof because uh, one of the uh, henchmen tell Hans, uh, John's on the roof. 
he's telling everybody to come back down. And so Hans is like, fuck it, blow up the roof. And the, the henchman is like, but Carl's up there. And Hans is like, I'll go fuck, blow up the roof. So John hops off the roof into nothingness, supported only by the will that holds a fucking fire hose. And I felt real, real tension in me when I saw this scene a few hours ago. Also, uh, Johnson and Johnson are super dead. Ella dead. So all the deads. So he jumps off. He lands in a. um, He lands against the window. He jumps out so he can get some space between him and the window. And he shoots the glass through the window. He falls through the window. Uh, While that happens, Argyle, who is still in the garage, uh, sees. Theo go up into a moving truck and pull out a uh, ambulance and starts driving in the ambulance like he's going to act. That's how they're going to pick people up, I guess. He's going to pretend like he's an ambulance driver. Argyle takes his limo and rams it into the ambulance and knocks Theo what I thought. I thought he was trying to knock Theo unconscious, but Theo's still awake after this car accident. Argyle literally jumps up to the door like he jumps up like Little Mac and lands the weakest punch I've ever seen on Theo, which knocks Theo out. All 100 pounds. 110 soaking wet and knocks Theo out. So Argyle's looking proud of himself. Uh, They go back to uh, Hans, who has Holly hostage, and John. And John is, he only got two bullets left. And so he's looking around and he sees a roll of tape. This is the best way duct tape can be used in a movie, Brandon. <laughs> you see how they do it in this movie, Brandon? Not how they did it in Skyscraper, Brandon. Equally good. No, it wasn't. Don't ever call Skyscraper equally good as Die Hard. Don't lie to yourself. No, the Ew. duct tape part was equally good. Oh, yeah, yeah. So The movie ending was the best part of Skyscraper. Like, cut the credits. Which is beautiful. <laughs> so... Uh, he tapes. <laughs> but Brandon, don't feel bad. One of my favorite movies is both versions of Daredevil, and I will leave it at that. Yeah, he has nowhere to stand after that. He, so, he, did, he said that. Take my insults with a grain of salt. They, they said that. It's all for the heart, man. Yeah, they, they, they said that. Dee Dee did say that. So, yeah, yes. no, yeah. I'm just going to give that a moment like Doherty Explorer when she duct asks tape. a question. How about that duct tape? <laughs> so he uh, realized he only has two bullets <laughs> left in his gun and his AK is completely empty or his Uzi is completely empty. This movie is sponsored by Uzi. Um, and so he sees the duct tape and what he does is he cuts away and they go to the next scene where he's standing in front of John and the fake security guard and the security guard is standing next to a cart that has a Uzi in it and Hans is holding a gun to uh, Holly's head and decides again to start monologuing he starts monologuing (laughs) and Holly is looking up at him and there's a point where uh, Hans lifts the gun away from Holly's head and says, what is it you said, John? Oh, yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. 
Motherfucker. He said that shit the same way Michael Blackson would have said it. Oh, Lord. How is it you said? Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. And so John actually has an Uzi tape to or a uh, pistol tape to his back. He rips the tape off his bare back, just oh, and shoots Hans and shoots the other dude. One bullet each, one shot, one kill. And him and Holly hug and kiss and they're in love again because you just said no, 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 no. Oh, you're skipping one important part. Hans is hanging out the fucking window. And he's holding on to Holly's wristwatch. He's dangling from a 40-story building on a woman's thin-ass wristwatch. It's a Rolex. John mm-hmm. comes over and undoes the wristwatch. He's pointing the gun at John. And then he goes, oh, and shoot the fucking bu- doesn't shoot the fucking bullet and falls to his eventual death. And then nasty ass bloody John McCain thinks his John McClain thinks that it's cool to come over there and hug and kiss on his wife with other people's blood all on his face and body, which is disgusting. It's a movie. And then Thornton, uh, and then they're standing out front. John sees Al. Al sees John. John looks like he's about to cry because Al's black. He loves black people. <laughs> Gives him a big ass hug. Because he respects black people. And starts crying because he just shared his soul with a black person. He can't believe that shit. Uh, <laughs> while they're hugging and talking, Carl, who we thought was hanging in a fucking... Like, didn't we see that? When they were all stampeding down the stairs, the hostages were running back down the stairs. Yeah, Wasn't was Carl, like, just, hanging just, from a like, rafter? With hand on his loose. fucking chain. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging with the hand on the fucking chain. And he but survived he that sh- shit. But somehow survived that shit and makes it all the way back downstairs before, you know, the explosion happens. It takes out the whole roof area. Um, Ballet dancers are unstoppable, I guess. Very agile. And <laughs> goes downstairs and pulls out his uh, machine gun. Everybody else looks stunned except for Al, who shoves John out the way and pops off like eight shots with a six-shot revolver. And saves John's life. All these cops in this motherfucker, and nobody else, nobody else fired except for uh, Al, who had told John that he doesn't fire his weapon because mm. he I shot a kid. Because he shot a kid. All cops are bastards. I mean, so did Murtaugh, but that's all good. <laughs> At least he felt bad about shooting the kid because he's a black kid and he's black. Cop killers. <sighs> He didn't want to. He didn't want to shoot the kid. Okay, he felt bad about it. So then, after that, Thornton comes back up to the <laughs> Nakatomi building. This motherfucker really had the stones to show back up to the Nakatomi building uh, after that interview with John and, and Holly's kids, and tries to interview John and Holly. And Holly's just like, "Nope, right hook." Did you get that? Did you get that? What the fuck are you gonna do? Did you get that? Are you gonna sue him? Did See? you get that? Holly is a rich woman. She just punched a man on live TV. I'm suing the fuck out of Holly for assault, and I'm taking her money. How you gonna do that, Bob? She punched me on gonna, camera. How much? How much money you think you gonna get for assault? She punched you in the mm-hmm. face. How much money you think you gonna get in restitution? Let me ask you a question. Snoop Dogg punched you in the, the face <laughs> right now. How much money you think you gonna get? 
enough to make you happy? No. Maybe a thousand? You know, no, like get it. No, no. Knock no. off Snoop Dogg closing attire, maybe. Right? Get you get punched, you get punched once in the face by a woman in the 80s. First of all, it's the 80s. So you gotta go and tell people that you were assaulted by a woman in the 80s. Yeah. In the 80s, I mean, they how hated... many big bad mama movies did they make back then? In the 80s, they hated women even more than they hate them now. So you know, they'll be happy to oh, oh look, look, women are bad too. They will make an example out of her. I don't know how many Big Bad Mama movies they made. My mama wouldn't let me. For all the movies Same. my mom let me watch, she would not let me watch Black Exploitation. But here's the question. <laughs> here's the last question for y'all. Should they make another Die Hard? I think they are. Wait, all, stop, 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 oh, stop, stop. Okay. Should they make another Die Hard with Theo as the main villain. Because keep in mind, <laughs> Theo did not die. Theo got knocked the fuck out by Argyle. But Argyle never told the cops that Theo was in the garage laid out. He just I took Johnny and Holly and left. No, no, he didn't rat him out. He was just knocked him out. Him with a yeah, weak ass punch and then left, giving Theo enough time to sneak the fuck off. Theo's okay. alive, fam. I I'm not sure, but I thought there was like one of the original rumors was that uh, they were going to go to another Nakatomi building for some kind of celebration or some shit. But, you know, then uh, a good a good day to die hard came out. So if they did that and made Theo the fucking villain, I will be there day oh, one. Day one, because Theo's the best. <laughs> Theo's the number one see, black person need, in the movie. I need to see Theo kill like at least 20 motherfuckers, though. Right. Just to it's, be petty. I mean, they had the opportunity. They had Hans Gruber's brother Simon in a later movie, but they haven't had Theo yet. And I don't think Theo got out with any money. So, I mean, he should have taken the bag down with them, secure that bag, but still. Yeah, you know, so, hold up some fucking bonds. Put it put in your shoe. So, Didi, I know this is a classic, and I know it's hard to uh to to fight what's already there, but <laughs> Who could have done this movie better? Like, who could have done roles nope. better in this movie? No. Nope. Um, okay. Okay. All right. So for John McClane, uh, is there anybody uh, who could play it better than Bruce Willis? No. Actually, no. No. There, there's no replacing that. Same thing with uh, Hans. Everybody else though could get replaced. There's no replacing Hans. Period. Like that was such a fucking electric role. Like that was his very first role. You can't replace Carl Winslow because you got to be able to trust you that can. black man. I mean, if Philip Banks can. was still here. You, you got to be exactly. able to trust that black man. And Philip Banks was here. You really could replace Philip him. Banks is not... I would never believe he's a police officer. But you... Believe, they believe him as a judge. You know, he looked like a judge. He looked like somebody who could be a judge. A police officer, Philip Banks, someone that big... Absolutely not. Nigga, him and Carl Winslow are the same fucking size. Are you kidding me? Carl Winslow played the top two times. Carl Winslow is nowhere near as big as... Let's not not start doing size things because honestly, a lot of the cops that you see are bigger boys or bigger girls. No, one of the chiefs I served with in the Navy was fat as fuck. I don't know how. So I mean yeah, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to size I don't want to I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to fat shame or size shame anybody so that's not fat shaming yes if it you is. go to the you if you said, go to the you said that you go to the military there's a I'm not talking about the military you said that nigga could not play 
a, a police officer. Yes. Too big. Yes, because I, I want to find believe a believable a of a six foot four, three hundred and sixty five pound police officer. I've never seen one of them in my entire life. That's like Suge Knight. Suge Knight couldn't be a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> Suge Knight shouldn't have been a lot of things. You can be yeah, fat and be a police the, officer, but you can't the... be giant fat. James Avery's like 6'4", 350 pounds. He's like a defensive tackle. He's Haloti Nada running around in a police officer uniform. No. He's Vince Wilfork. No, I would not believe Vince Wilfork is a police officer. James yeah. Avery, no. You need that nice, lovable face. Of I Carl Wentz. If Big E was to start acting. Yeah. Yeah, Big E. I can yeah. see him doing it. I can see Big E doing it. Big E's not yeah. Big E looks like somebody could do that. Yeah. But you need that only, lovable face. Yeah. Um I can only think of one name for like the like the only change I'd make in that would be for uh, directing. Martin Campbell. What the hell's that? Who do you mm. direct? Goldeneye. And Casino Royale. Yeah, but neither of those movies are as good as Die Hard. Goldeneye and Casino Royale. I'm not mentioning Green Lantern because we don't talk about that. John McTiernan did Die Hard and Predator. Come on, that is true. And Predator. He did another movie. He did that was fucking trash, though. I forgot which one it was. He did Die Hard with a Vengeance. He did do that. Yes, he did. He also did the Thomas Crown Affair, which isn't terrible. Damn good remake. So look, look at that. Look at that. No, but there's a movie he did that was just fucking terrible. I gotta look it up. So who's the dude that played Theo? Clarence Gilliard Jr. Yeah. Who could play Theo? Like nobody. Nobody could take any of these folks' places back in the 80s. But if they remade this movie. I think Channing Tatum could play Bruce Willis's role. I Fuck think he could Eddie. play John McClane. <laughs> no. No way. He couldn't what? even play fucking um, Gambit. Thank God we didn't get to see that. You know who could play John McClane's role? Who? John Cena. Oh, well, uh, okay. How the fuck you, you know go three steps below? Be how you go be three steps below Channing Tatum? Like, come on, fam. Are you kidding me? John Rollerball Cena is has... the movie. Rollerball is the movie I can't stand. John Cena has way more charisma than Channing Tatum. I'm not talking about charisma. I'm talking about the what? ability to act. That's what you need in this role. Someone who's charismatic. Who, who this would this would launch John Cena into the acting stratosphere. The, the act I mean, the action star stratosphere. We'll see when Peacekeeper we, comes out. We saw blockers. John Cena is charismatic as hell. Yeah, he, he was is. good in that movie. He is. I'll give you that. He can play some shit like this. Wait till we see him in a new fast movie when he's mm. playing that action star. What about uh Al Powell? Nowadays, oh, just that biggie. You did, you did. That's true. Okay, um, Argyle. I think you know. <laughs> um, Honestly, I hate Hall. saying it, nigga. Please, the kid from uh, Stranger Things. I mean, he's old enough to drive now. Is he old enough to drive? Yeah, I think he's got to be the oldest out of the entire crew right now. Like eighteen, nineteen. I was gonna say the kid from Charm City Kings. So yeah, I never watched. Yeah, that. I couldn't finish that shit, but yeah, I, I do see it. I'm from Baltimore. I can't watch that. 
<laughs> um, for Thornburg. Oh shit. Um. Oh god, what's? I mean, ah, nobody uh, says he has to be white, so he could always be Drake. No, no, because. He'd probably get punched for real on set. Drake could be, Drake could be Argyle. That's Drake or Drake could be Ellis. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Give it no, a second. Kill him first. No, Ellis has to be a white man. He Does has he? to be. Yes. Even but, Drake wouldn't act like that. I was going to say. I what, feel like Drake has called somebody booby before. <laughs> Drake, Drake and Drake. Drake is, Wayne, he had to be booby. a white man. Wayne, uh, booby. Think about um, the money. Uh, Jason Sudek is for uh, Thornburg. I can see that. Okay. Or Charlie Day. No, no, Charlie Day should be fucking Ellis. I can see that too. I wish he had done more after Fist Fight. I mean, he did Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah, we oh, don't God. talk about Pacific Rim job <laughs> around here. Um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Let's see. Who else? <laughs> that pretty much sums up and and Holly. Holly McClain. Anybody. She didn't do nothing. She didn't. Hey. She didn't. He's You're right. right. But hey. Uh, I can't think of nobody. <laughs> didn't do anything in this film. Um, uh, maybe. Ooh. Uh... Homegirl from um, Blade Runner 2049. Homegirl who played Love. Any white woman could be her. I know, but any it, of them. But, but Love. Not any of them. Just, it's it, honestly, honestly, it couldn't be any of them because if you put like somebody like Scott or uh, Johansson, Scarlett Johansson in there, they'd be like, she would have whooped their ass because that's Scarlett Johansson. So, yeah, no, nah, man, this movie does not need a tree in this film, man. <laughs> Scargo's too good for that role. She can actually act. So you said anybody. And last one, in this day and age, today, like right now, who the fuck is taking Alan Rickman's spot and playing Hans Gruber? The fucking hologram. Right? And I hate holograms. <laughs> like, y'all just going to be acting, and we're going to use CGI to put Hans Gruber's old lines back up here. Yeah, pretty, yeah Rogue, just Rogue won, won that shit. I, I wanted to say something, but it just came out, so I'm gonna swallow down the, the the spoiler of it all. But it, yeah, I've seen some shit now. Um, so let's see. I think that about sums it up as far as the uh, people in this uh, film and who would have done it better. One of the things that really didn't age well in this uh, film at all is gas prices. There was a point where. <laughs> Uh, 74 cents 74 cent for a tank of gas or for a gallon of gas in Los Angeles but chicken sandwich prices have stayed the same at they certain have. spots they, they I got stay. gas a month and a half ago for a dollar and six cents Jesus where why would you say Texas. that out loud in Texas, in Texas? Uh, dollar that, and six that, cents that explains a lot it's Texas Ooh, so it's, it's different, but it's not that far off. I mean, that's how they get you: good food and gas prices. I and mean, Whataburger. Is it is it worth the racism? I haven't had any racism. 
had more yeah, racism in California. Yeah, but you're supporting yeah. a lot of white people's thoughts right now on hindsight recently. Like you're no, standing no, for the cops. I'm just, and- not, I'm just not racist. I'm just not racist. You even admitted it. If Theo wasn't black, you would have called him a villain. That's racist. I call people villains by their actions, not by their skin color. Okay, sir. <laughs> I people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Okay. Okay, Deadpool. Right. So yeah, I think that that was the one thing that really just didn't. The one thing that did age well is managers thinking that they're better than their subordinates. Twinkies are still the same. Oh man, that nigga knew the entire list. Like he named them. He knew the number. He said yellow die five. Them shits is deliciously evil. You know what? I still ain't had the ones that Baby D had from next Friday with the glitter in it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Didi, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Again, tell them where they can find you at. Fam, you are always welcome. I appreciate that. Um, Twitter, Snapchat, IG is all the same. Hey, Didi Sweets. That's hey, D-E-E-D-E-E Sweets. Also, Xbox as well. If you want to get your ass handed to you in a crucible, come see me. Um, that for, for all you Destiny 2 players out there. Um, yeah, that's about it. And Oh, yeah, I was going to say something. This is right up there with um, pretty much anything what Shane Black does. Because pretty much Shane Black, whatever he does in a movie, it's automatically a Christmas movie. Except Predator. That's a Halloween and a Christmas movie. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah what? Oh, I said Shane Black, whatever he does in Did movies. Did you say all... Predator was a Christmas movie? And Halloween. Halloween and Christmas movie. Just like Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. Predator? Predator's not even during December. It's it's during both. Like ha- Halloween and, and, and December. It, it happens even if it's just for a split second. It's a Christmas movie! Damn it! Right, I'll, 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 I'll let you have it. <laughs> I'll let you have it. Thank you. <sighs> Thanks for having me, goddammit. God damn it. Daredevil fan out. So, Brandon, uh, any shout outs or anything you want to talk about? No. But I always end the, <laughs> always end the show with um, something that's not evergreen to just piss Rashani off. He does. Y'all oh, need boy. to go see um, that movie with Russell Crowe that just came out. Why? What is it called? Where he's a maniac. I'm on not the road. watching that shit. I'm not watching a movie about an angry white man who got kicked, who got <laughs> cut off on the on the road. It's, a, it's amazing. It's an unnecessary remake of Falling Down. It really it's is so amazing. I just had to get that out because I watched it again. You watched it and again? Man, that you man do like was to torture yourself. Unhinged is what it's called. That man. Why? Was, you are for that, watching it twice. Why did you watch it? Amazing. Why in that film? What the fuck, Melanie? That anger man, that fucking white man pickup truck anger is just, God, he played that so good. It's It's not a good movie, but he played it so good that you just want to watch him be an angry white man. So it's about as well. When we have Russell Crowe, when we have Russell Crowe, we'll add unhinged so Rashani can finally see this greatness. I love how you're trying to. I, I I enjoy how you're trying to force Russell Crowe month on us. Like this is going to actually happen. Russell Crowe month. Stop trying to make man with the iron fist on there too. Gladiator, beautiful mind. 
Man mm-hmm. with the Iron Fist. We can do that. <laughs> Unhinged. You were a little hesitant. Unhinged. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel. Robin Look Hood. Look at that. Mm-hmm. These are great movies. Not Robin Hood, and I bought that whole on sale. You know what? But real talk, you know what is a great movie? Robin Hood, the one with Alan Rickman. And uh, on single simulcast, we really did put um, Alan Rickman's role as Hans Gruber as number two all time on our villain list Hall of Fame. Um, well, who's your number one? Uh, the dude from The Professional. Everyone! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't <laughs> argue with that. I cannot argue with that. Send everyone. What do you mean? Everyone. <laughs> like that is some woo. The, the greatest the greatest villain of all time is Larry David. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Didi knows. Didi as knows. a person or as a character? The character Larry David in Curb is the greatest villain of all time. Jesus. Jesus Christ. You're probably right. So. <laughs> yes. I'm, a, I'm a general grievous fan. Grievous, you know, actually the best villain is General is Grand Admiral Thrawn. If you watch Rebels, he's the I best. Have not, but I'm curious as to who's going to play him in uh, season three of Mandalorian or any of these shows. But well, we should do a villains list. We should do a villain episode on here as a when we're not doing a movie, as an extra episode. The best villains in hindsight. So, I just want to point out real quick that. If we're going to do a list like that, because I've already done a villains list and I'm not going backwards, uh, even though I would gladly do one with you and hear your thoughts and stuff, I would much rather do the most smart, the top 10 smarmiest assholes. And there's like four of them in this movie. Well, Ellis is in there. Ellis is in there. Thornton is in there. Robinson is in there. I didn't think Robinson was smarmy. I just thought he was stupid. I just Ryan mean Ellis was, his name. Ellis was smarmy. That motherfucker was smarmy, arrogant, know-it-all piece of shit. Was he booby? Okay. He walks rem- in the room. <laughs> oh, go ahead, bro. Sucks Sorry. the air out. Just no, you go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you first. I'm done. Oh. No, I was just saying I remember dude's name from uh Time Cop is Ron Silver. And there you go. He's definitely, yeah. what was he said? A smarmiest, right? Yeah, he's pretty up yeah. there, too. Yeah. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking to myself. It's fucking, I haven't, heard a, <laughs> I haven't heard a line that great since. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's plenty, but I mean, that's that's up there. It's like top 10. I'm that going to count shit. to three, and there won't be a four. That's pretty smarmy. <laughs> that's some gangster shit. Um, let's see. Thank y'all for listening. If y'all are out there watching on Facebook, thank y'all for watching. We appreciate both. Um, give us five stars wherever you leave reviews at. We are literally moving up in the world as far as where this podcast is available, but you can check us out at hindsightmoverreviews.com. Um, yeah. I ain't got much else. I'm all... We got, uh, we got Home Alone next week. Oh dear lord. Which yeah. I I kind of want to make a last minute amendment. But you know. Go ahead and say we'll what last minute amendment you want to make and I'll tell you no or yes right here live. You're going to watch ahead. part 3. I'm going to do it better. I'm going to ask Didi. Oh god. What, what should we review? Home alone or Christmas vacation? 
Home Alone. Look, so here's the thing. I just want to warn y'all in way in advance that the entire story of Home Alone for me is fuck those parents. So pretty much <laughs> this is the conversation we're having is fuck rich parents. And that's it. But thanks for trying, Brandon. And uh, so I guess next week we do Home Alone. I mean, if you were talking about European vacation, I would definitely say or Vegas that. vacation. But Christmas European. vacation? Mm. I only acknowledge European vacation mm. for reasons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so y'all. Yeah, whatever. Thanks for checking us out. Y'all be good. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>